Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. the 
just believe that Jesus is the same as he was yesterday. He still works miracles for those who believe as you speak the word in faith. You will see a whole lot begin to change because you came expecting a miracle from me. many of you are expecting a miracle today? Lift your hands and pray for that miracle. We are still in the miracle season. Lift your hands and call on God for that miracle, for that miracle right now. Wherever you are, whichever type of miracle it is, it could be financial, it could be spiritual, it could be relational, it could be health-wise. Just lift those hands and ask God for that miracle. Today, lift your hands and just lift your voice and pray right now wherever you are. And God should intervene in our lives. God should intervene in our lives. In our lives today. I expect a miracle today. Lento 
Today we are in your presence expecting a miracle from you. Stretch your mighty right hand into our lives and bring that change we are all expecting. We know with you nothing is impossible. It's not possible to be impossible. 
we know surely every promise you have made will come true. Let the, the miracles continue. The miracles of last week, let them continue into this week. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you glory. As we come before your word, let your word confirm the truth that indeed you are a miracle working God. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. It's your week of miracles. It's your week of breakthroughs. It's your week of signs. It's your week of wonders. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God is going to surprise somebody this week. There's somebody here you are caught up in a corner. I came to tell you that deliverance is here for you. If you believe it, shout amen. Amen. This week, God will give you a reason to smile. You have been crying throughout. It's your time to smile. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Your morning is here. It's time for you to have joy. Put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. I'm excited to inform you that your breakthrough is here. Yeah. This week, God is going to reach out to somebody who's backsliding. And God is going to restore that one. Yeah, I believe it strongly with my heart. There's somebody here you have been praying for someone who's backsliding, who has even backslidden, and it seems like there's no answer coming. This week is the week of your response. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Let's get into the word of God. We've been preaching from Psalm 23, verse number one. The Bible says that, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Amen. And I started a series which I call, I shall not want. Or how to say, I shall not want. Amen. Amen. This is going to be your story. You will get to a point in your life where you will say, indeed, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is, the, this is what David wrote. This is David's testimony about God. And my prayer is that we will all testify about God that because he is our shepherd, we shall not want. Amen. I shared with you four principles that must be in place for you to experience this type of life. Number one, I said that you must know that God is an expert provider. It's a fact you must know. If you don't know, you can... Many things we don't have is because of what we don't know. Yeah. If you knew your father had a million dollars in the house, even what you ask him will change. You stop asking for Ama Quenya, you start asking for Big Mac. Yeah. You've been asking for Ama Quenya because every... Or spare ribs. Because every day you see him counting some change. Now you say platter for two, just for only you. Wow. What a shock. 
So know that God is an expert provider. Number two, know what? Notice what God has provided. It's important. There are so many things God has already provided them in our lives. We've just not seen them. Amen. If we see them, we'll start to access them. Number three, we said understand how God provides. Understand. God has a system of provision. Sometimes you ask God for something. He gives you something else. Not that he's not answering your prayer. Your answer is in what he has given to you. Amen. But if you don't know how God provides, you'll be sitting with him and saying, no, until God provides this particular thing or this way. Or sometimes we are even used to a particular way that we are provided for. Some of us, all we know is Sasa. Sasa will give us grant. Yes, that's the only way. So, if God tries to use another way to provide for you, you will not accept it. Do you get it? Good. Then number four, I said what? Develop what God has provided for you. Many of the things that God has provided for you, you have to develop it. If you develop it, it will become the real blessing that it must be to you. Hallelujah. I told you the story of myself. I've developed the art of talking. Do you get it? I've developed it. So now I talk for a living. Say amen. I can't get to heaven and say, God, you didn't provide food for me. God will just show me that I gave you a gift to talk. Do you see? To just say the same thing that the next person will say, but you say it in an appealing way such that somebody will be blessed by it. And, you, and that is how you should be eating, but you are not talking, so continue with your hunger. Hallelujah. Some of you have an ability to sing. Develop it. Develop it. Maybe that's how you are going to eat. Amen. Amen. Then I said I will show you 20 ways by which God provides. Last week I showed you five. Let's go through it quickly. Number one, I said God provides through the trees. Number two, I said God provides through the animals. Number three, I said God provides through what? Through the church. We looked at it in Acts chapter 2 where God, the Bible says the people in the church, they sold what they had and they provided for each other. Amen. To the point where nobody needed anything in the church. Can you imagine? I'm looking forward to that kind of church where the church will get to a point where nobody needs anything in the church. Yeah, nobody needs anything. You need a car to drive. You just have to step out to the car park. Any car that is there, you just take the key and you drive it. That's all. Whether it's yours or not, you just must have a license. Please, you can't use a a voter's ID card or national ID card, dream book to drive a car. Hallelujah. Good. I also said God provides through what? Seeds. I talked about seeds. Jesus said, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground, that it abides alone. So sometimes when God wants to give you something, he gives you a seed. Through that seed, you get what you are looking for. And I explained to you, everybody has a seed. The Bible says that he that ministers seed to the sower, both giveth bread for the eater and multiply your seed. So God gives everybody a seed. The question is, do you see what you have as a seed 
or as bread. One wise man said, even money, you eat the fruit, you don't eat the mother. Let me, or you eat the children, you don't eat the mother. Let me explain, let me use animal stories. Let's say if you have a, a sheep, a female sheep is called what? Sheep says. Anyway. <laughs> sheep girl, sheep girl. You have a sheep girl. Do you see? Or a she sheep. Do you see? A sheep girl. And the sheep girl gives birth to other sheep children. Sheep babies. Do you see it? You don't eat the sheep mother. You just say, oh, I feel like eating sheep today. You eat the sheep mother. It's finished. It's just left with the children. You eat all of them. They're all finished. So you eat the children and you leave the mother. Do you get it? Because the mother will give you more children. But you eat the, the, the mother. It's finished. She's the breadwinner. Yeah. Production shut down. Many of us you are holding the seed. And instead of sowing the seed so that it will bring fruit, you are eating the seed. But you must eat the fruit, not the seed. Because the, the power that a seed has, a fruit doesn't have. Let's say if you take a fruit, there was a famous guy called John Appleseed. And he made a very famous statement. He said, you can tell the number of seeds in an apple. But I can't tell the number of apples in the seed. And the name of the guy was John Appleseed. <laughs> wow. Do you get it? So God gives us seeds and he expects us to sow. Because God has put a law in life. It's called seed time and harvest time. The Bible says while the earth remaineth, Genesis 8.22, seed time and harvest time will never cease. So there will always be harvest time and there will always be seed time. <clears throat> and your harvest time is determined by what you do during seed, seed time. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's important that we always see what we have. Is it a seed or is bread? If everything is bread, even the money in your pocket today you have to decide, is it for Amakwenya or is it for offering? If it's for Amakwenya, no problem. But we all know where the Amakwenya will end up at. By midnight today, latest tomorrow morning, the Amakwenya will be out. <clears throat> but if it's a seed, harvest time you will reap. Amen. 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 Now, we said number five, God provides for us through miracles. Sometimes he provides in miraculous ways. And this, this week, we've seen God move in very miraculous ways in our lives. Yeah, salvation, deliverance from death, all kinds of things. Yeah. Your miracle is coming. Amen. Today, one look at just some two more, because I think my time is even up before I started. Number one for today. God provides through our parents. Now, why am I sharing with you all these ways? The reason is that when you know the ways, God may not provide for you in particular through all the 20 ways. 
maybe two of the 20 ways, three of the 20 ways, but when you know that these are the ways God provides, it makes you open and you are able to see when God has provided. Hallelujah. God provides through our parents. Genesis 25. In Genesis 25, the Bible tells us something which many Christians do not know about Abraham. How do I know? I was reading the scripture to somebody this morning. The person was surprised. The Bible says, and then again, Abraham took a wife. And her name was Keturah. Did you know Abraham had another wife called Keturah? Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> he did, eh? yeah. And, and she bore him Zimram. He bore him children. One was called Zimram. The other one was called Jokshan. The other one was called Medan. The other one was called Median. The other one was called Ishbak. How do you name a child Ishbak? Ishbak. Can you imagine? Abraham looked at the son and said, Now my son, thou shalt be called Ishbak. I mean, how? Ishbak. And when they see, they call you Ish. And the last one was called Shua. So these were the children that he had. He had other children. But verse 5, the Bible says, And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Verse 6, it says, but unto, And unto the children of the concubines which Abraham had, he gave gifts. And sent them away from Isaac his son while he was alive eastward to the east country. Very simple. Abraham knew that he was going to die. He was dying. So as he was dying, he provided for all his children. All his children. All the children who are named here, apart from Ishmael. Remember that Ishmael, he had provided for Ishmael and sent Ishmael away. So he was left with these seven Isaac, what are their names? Isaac, Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. So he called them for a family meeting and he said, okay, I am sharing my things. So he gave these other six, they came at the end. He gave them, now even from this piece of scripture, we know that Abraham's problem with children did not come from Abraham, it came from the wife. It came from Sarah, the wife. I don't want to go into it today, but I'm just saying. I mean, you can see that Abraham is very potent. He goes straight to the point. Yeah, but I'm saying that he gave the other people gifts and he sent them away. Eastward. Then he gave everything that he had to Isaac. Now, don't question me about whether Abraham is fair, whether it was fair or it's not fair. That's not your point. What he gave to them is not for you. It's, it's your money missing. <laughs> After you read the scripture, have you noticed that your bank balance has reduced? So why are you complaining? This is how he wanted to share his property. So allow him. But the point I am making is that he provided for Isaac. Do you get it? When you read towards the end of this thing, Abraham dies. But the Bible describes Isaac. The Bible says, and Isaac was very rich. In Genesis 13 to the Bible says, and Abraham was very rich. That same sentence was used to describe Isaac. And Isaac was very rich. How did Isaac become rich? 
his father gave to him. It's as simple as that. The job of our parents is to provide for us. Some of us, our parents will provide. Some of us, our parents won't provide. But hey, that's life. As they say in French, the French girl was saying, c'est la vie. Yeah, that's it. Now, don't complain about your parents because I have made this point. You provide for your own. Do do you get it? If your parents had a pastor like me to tell them this at your age, they probably would have provided for you. So let's forgive them. But you and I, it's our time now to do something. Provided for his children. Bible says, Proverbs 13, 22, the Bible says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. That's, that's a good man. A good person leaves an inheritance. You must be determined to work hard to leave something for your children. Yeah, maybe you started life at a place where to go to school is even a miracle. When I was going to school, primary school, the school I wanted to go to, the school of my choice. My, 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 my dad told me, it's too far. Nobody will be able to go and drop you at school and pick you. I told my dad, I can't walk. He said, no. So, I wanted to show him that I can walk. So, one day when I came from school, I walked to the, the, the school I wanted to go to. And I walked back. So, when he came from work, I told him, daddy, guess what? I walked to the school and I walked back home. He said, who asked you to walk to the school? (laughs) Then he took the whip. (laughs) Up to today, I remember. Yeah, he took the the whip was called Kuboko X. (laughs) Whip the the, the demon out of me. I said, oh. Transport is not, nobody has to come and pick me. No, I can't go my, no. There was a school by my house. He said, that's the school you will go to. Look, the windows are broken. <laughs> Vandalized school <laughs> sent me to that school. Look, that school, when you are there, they mention your name at home. You can hear it. That's how close it is. <laughs> so, you are doing your work. Then they, come here. Daniel, where is that? Then you come from class. Then you come and take it, give it, then you go back to class. Then you go and study. So when I had children, I was determined that, look, I would take my children to school myself and bring them from school. Yet for a long time, I will take them, bring them, take them, bring them myself. I mean, no. I was just trying to satisfy this childhood dream. So I'm saying that when you also become a parent, what you felt your parents didn't provide for you, provide for what's your name Rian listen to me okay it's free of charge provide for them a good man provides for his own yeah. so all the thing Madeline is saying you didn't provide we are waiting when she becomes a parent we are all here God will will be watching yeah 
So instead of complaining about your parents, work hard now. Do you get it? I'm saying, listen, because I can't, I, can't, I can't compensate for your parents. Even my children, taking them to, after a while, I'm tired, from today, you walk. I took them, I brought them to a school that is near my house. I said, from today, I'm learning from my parents. You, are, you will go to a school that is near your house so that you can walk. Simple and short. So one day, my children will also be preaching, and they will also say, my dad, <laughs> he took me to a school that is by my house so that I can walk. You see that they are taking a picture of me to keep a record of it. <laughs> but at least this school, the windows are not broken. Yeah, at least I've gone one step further. So I'm saying that God provides for, God has provided for me through my mother. All these years, my mother provide, look, there's nothing, and I mean N-A-T-I-N, nothing. Yeah. That I will ask my mother that if she has, she won't give to me. There's nothing. I can tell you from the bottom of my heart. Nothing. Not even one thing. Yeah. God has provided for me. So, some of you, you are not being provided because you have a bad relationship with your parents. At least, even the little they can provide. They don't have, some of you are, well, oh, if my parents had, I mean, they, they, they had a two-story building, they, they, they have, a, my mother was a doctor and my father was a pilot, then I will respect them. They are, sometimes they stop studying because you came. They weren't planning to stop school. They were just in grade 11. Then by the time they realized, Booyah, you came out. So when you came out, she had to stop school to take care of you because you are forced to come out, yet you can't take care of yourself. So they have to take care of By the time they could put their life together, life was gone. Keep preaching. Life was gone past them. They couldn't come back. Then you, the same person who, because of whom they have become what they have become, you start complaining about them. May the Lord have mercy on all of us. Amen. Whatever your parents are. You see, in the Bible, eh, the main thing that parents were providing for their children was what we call a blessing. That at the end of it all, they will look at their child and say, God bless you. May the Lord make you this, that. And that's exactly what God made them. So there was a guy in the Bible called Reuben. He had a bad relationship with his father. His father put a blessing. The blessing is almost like a curse. Yeah, on him. His father was Jacob. Jacob, he doesn't take nonsense. <laughs> yeah. He put a blessing on him. The blessing is actually even a curse. When you are moving around, you see that the blessing is following you in the form of a curse. Yeah. Very simple. So, church of God, whichever parents you have, two things from this very point. Honor your parents that are there now, no matter what they have or they don't have. And you become better parents. Fulfill this scripture. Prove to the world that this scripture is to this very point. It's true that God provides for us through our parents. That's why even naturally, when a child is born, what the child needs to survive, God puts in the breast of the mother. Simple. Number next one. God provides for us through relationships. 
through relationships, through people. Relationships. Through relationships. Let me tell you an interesting story in the Bible. You can find it in Genesis 30. Because of time, we can't read all of it. But in Genesis 30, the Bible talks about this same guy called Jacob. Now, Jacob, he was moving around in a certain part of the world. And he saw a certain girl that he liked. So he went to see the father. The girl, the girl was called Rachel. The father was called Laban. So he went to Laban. And he said to Laban, this is your child. I think the Lord is leading me to her. So the father said, oh, no problem. If you want this, my child, you have to serve me for seven years. You have to work for me for seven years. And you can have my child. He said, okay, no problem. When you are in love, a lot of things are not problems. This is what happens when relationships are new. Anything you can ask for pizza, you can, they bring it. They, say, oh, they call you. When they start making excuses, just know that you are running off. You are running out of love bundles. It's running out. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he started to serve this Laban guy. Seven years he served him. When he finished, this Laban guy used a certain technicality to trick him. Laban said to him that, look, in our culture, we don't marry the older girl before the... I'm sure the Zulus also have something like that, don't you? What, what is yours? No, are you Zulu? You are... Please stay in your lane. What happened? What is it? The younger brother cannot get married before the older brother and the sisters. So it's like we must marry just according to the age. Uh-huh. So the reason is that if the, the younger boy gets married, let's say Spa and Lungani are brothers. Spa is the older one, Lungani is the younger one. And then Lungani gets married and Spa is not married. Then now Lungani is a man and Spa is a boy, which is an insult. Do, do, you, do you understand? Uh-huh. So we have it in all these, our cultures and things. So Laban, meanwhile, the question I ask is that, why didn't Laban tell Jacob that, listen, this guy, this girl, you can serve for her, but the older one must get married first. He didn't. After Jacob had finished serving, he came and he said, you know something, according to our culture, you have to marry the older one. So you have served just for the older one. Jacob didn't say anything, took the older one. He said, what do I need to do for the one that I like? He said, another seven years, no problem. He served seven years. And he finally married the girl of his dreams. 14 years. Yeah, service for Lobola. It's not easy. <laughs> so after, after some time, his wife had children and everything. One day he went to see Laban and he said to Laban, you know something, I've served you for all these years. I've worked hard and everything. Now I want to go and work for myself. So Laban says to him, verse 27 or something, Laban says to him, but Laban said, Bible said, and Laban said unto him, if I have found favor in thy sight, I 
pray thee, tarry. For I have learned from experience or by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Laban explained to Jacob why he's trying to keep him with him. He said to him, God has blessed me. I can tell from the blessings that I have that the reason why God has blessed me is because of you. It's because of my relationship with you. That's why God has blessed me. There are some relationships God brings into our lives to bring a blessing to us. It is our duty to keep the relationship. God provides through that relationship for you, whether directly or indirectly. It's your duty to keep the relationship. Sometimes you have a wife and God provides for you through the wife. And it's so sad when you see a husband, you see, look, it's actually an abomination as they say in Nigeria for a man to be there not to provide and it's the woman who provides. But sometimes it happens. That's life. That's life. Sometimes it happens that you are blessed your, you see, your job in life was to marry that girl. That was the main thing you have to achieve in life. The main thing you have to fulfill is to marry that particular girl. Then through that girl, you are sorted. Your job now is to keep that marriage intact, to keep that relationship working, to make sure that the girl is happy and alive and work well, to be a blessing to you. But you see husbands destroying that same thing. This, it's like you are chewing a, a knife. You've taken a sharp knife, you are putting it around. Because your teeth work. And the more you chew, the more it cuts you. Laban, this Laban guy, he was an unbeliever, but he even knew that, look, his blessings were coming because of his relationship with this particular guy called Jacob. Many of us, if not all of us, must identify the connection, the relationship that we have through which our blessing is coming. And keep it. Sometimes you see people destroying the very relationship that is being a blessing to them. Sometimes it's your husband. Sometimes it's a friend. Sometimes it's a neighbor. Sometimes it's your boss. Sometimes it's just even a random connection. It's not like, so it's your pastor, it's your neighbor. It can be your pastor. So for many of you, it's your pastor. Yeah, for many of you, it's your pastor. But sometimes it's just a random connection. But you must be able to identify it and keep it instead of spoiling it. example of somebody who had a connection that was bringing a blessing is Abraham and Lot. And Lot did not recognize that he was blessed because of Abraham. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 that God said unto Abraham, get thee out of your country, out of your kindred, out of your tribe, out of your father's house, into a land I will show you. And the Lord said, I will bless you. I'll make your name great. And you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. God was speaking to who? Abraham. And the Bible says, and Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed him. And guess who he went with? He went with his wife, Sarah, and then his nephew, Lot. 
So Lot was just coming along. Sarah was also coming along. They were all being blessed because of Abraham. Because they were associated with Abraham. So they were being blessed. So they come into Genesis 13. We have that famous story of Pharaoh blessing Abraham. Genesis 12. Then Abraham steps into Genesis 13. And Bible says, and Abraham departed from Egypt. Guess who was with him? Sarah and who? Lot. And Abraham was very rich. His people were with him. They also benefited from it. Now, as they were becoming rich, this is the problem with riches, and we must all look out for it. As they were becoming rich, now, Lot rose up one day and said to Abraham, he said, there's a war between your headsmen and my headsmen. In the beginning of the story, Lot didn't even have headsmen. He was just this lonely boy moving around. Even his parents didn't want to keep him. So Abraham took him along. Took him along. Now he has been blessed. Up. Headsmen means he had workers. He had people working for him. He said, your headsmen are fighting with my headsmen. Then Abraham said, you know something? Not a problem. Let's separate. Because sometimes some problems are solved by separation. I mean, once we can all go our way, there are some people you have been fighting with. If they move from Peter Marisberg, you fight with them again. No, you, know, you don't have even a reason to fight with them. Because they are no longer. The fight is because they are within a certain proximity. If they go away, no more fighting. So they separated. As soon as they separated, Lot's problems began. Lot, Bible said, Lot chose the ninth part of the land and he went there. And when he went there, that place was now was called Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't know. And God came back to Abraham and says, Look, you are the one with the blessing. That guy, he's just benefiting from the crumbs that fall from your table. So if he's going, let him go. Let's go with our blessing. And Abraham went. Abraham became more blessed. But this guy, guess what happened to him? A problem came in Sodom and Gomorrah. A fight broke out. So many things happened. Abraham had to go and rescue him. By the end of this story, his wife had died. His wife, that's the famous story where his wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Then his children raped him. I mean, how bad can it get to the point where a man, you see, for a man to even be raped by a woman, that's a different thing. <laughs> how much more his own children, his daughters? I mean, such depravity. That's why these things are named after this city, Sodom and Sodom. Yeah. Sport is life completely. Completely and totally. Why? Because he didn't identify like this relationship. And it happens to a lot of people when they start to get blessed. When they start to get blessed, a little blessing. Then it's like, wow. Wow. Sometimes you even, you even would have preferred if that blessing didn't come. Yeah, because sometimes just a beloved comes in. 
and you have forgotten everything. Just a beloved. One beloved with a promise ring. Wow. Just a ring. A promise ring. Which he bought from downtown. The Chinese store in downtown. He paid 20 rands. The people didn't have change, so they gave him five. No, they didn't have change. To now, oh, how much? Three rands, 70. It's like it was becoming complex. They said, look, we can give you five. And they gave him five. Then he took one and he gave to you. And he has the other four there. Just in case this this one fades. Because this one, as soon as water touches it, it's dynamic. It changes color. <laughs> Deep blue, green type, it changes color. <laughs> it's very dynamic. So when he rusts, you take it, or then he'll give you another. He has five of them. Because of that, you start to fight the relationship that through which the blessing is coming. You start to fight it. I have seen so many people that you can see God is blessing them by their association with this ministry. And then when they suddenly know something small, they go on a tangent to fight the same relationship that has gotten them to know what they know. Yeah, to fight it. It's really sad. I've even seen people come who nobody was going to marry you. Then you came to the church, then you found somebody to marry you. Then now that Jim has married you, you take off. Yeah. I don't even know whether I should bless people's weddings anymore. Yeah. I think I should even record it. When you can, we play, then you just go through them. I do solemnly declare. I do, we play podcast. When you, you make it um, uh, by podcast, then you go. It's like, yeah, and we just leave. But we don't mention the name. We just leave the name. So when it gets where your name can, then you mention your name. That's all. Because I don't say your name. I, say, I do solemnly declare. Then you also say, I do. Repeat after me. I do. You see that you don't even know it. Let's start again. I do solemnly declare. I do solemnly declare that I know not of that I know not of any lawful impediment. Any lawful impediment. Why I? Why I? May not be married to. Not be married to. Then you mention the other name. Yeah. Yeah. So we record it. Then you come. Then you take yours. Then you say. Then we come to the next. Bridegroom, please stay with me. I do solemnly declare. I do solemnly declare. That I know not of. That I know not of. Any lawful impediment. Any lawful impediment. Why I. Why I. Mention your name. May not be joined in matrimony too.
No, she didn't finish. We were going to by the powers vested in me. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. Then we go to you make kiss. But she didn't finish, so she has to rewrite. Yeah. They start to destroy the very relationship that brings the blessing. Did I start to destroy? All of you examine the relationships that you have. Now, when I say relationship, don't be cocooned into a boy-girl relationship. Anybody you have in your life, weigh the person and see that this person, Laban, he weighed it and he said, I, I can see from experience that my blessing is because of my association with you. You to look into your life. There are some people in my life, I've put them at a place where, like, like I mean, I, 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 have a, I, I have a big sister. Look, I'm tempted to say that she likes me more than anybody I know. Yeah, more than anybody I know. Like, like, L-I-K-E. <laughs> yeah. When my sister sees me, she starts to introduce me to people like I'm a celebrity. Yeah, to everybody. She wants everybody in the world to meet. This person, we met the person the last time. Hey, really? Come and say hello to her. <laughs> yeah. And I watch generations before me. I watch the way my parents, my, my dad and his brothers were so close. And then at a point in their life, they were not close again. They were not even talking to each other again. So I look at my and say, hey, can a day come that this, my sister, will not be on talking terms again? Are we as close, even are we as close as my, my, my uncles were? We were so close that, look, Everywhere you finish school on Friday, a car comes to pick you, then they take you to my uncle's house. Everybody spends the weekend, every weekend you are there. If you don't come, something is wrong. Sunday night, your father will come and take you. No matter where you are. Yeah. Then near my sister. So I got to a place I made. I said, me, I would never have an argument with my sister again till I die. Yeah. No matter what happens, even if she's wrong. I said, oh, I'm wrong. It's okay. Let's not. One day there was some small issue that I, I, I sent him. I said, listen, you are all I have and I'm all you have. Let's let this issue die. We don't want any. Yeah. You must notice. If you don't notice, you will fight the very people, the very people, the very people through whom blessings are coming into your life, through whom God is providing for. You start to fight your husband. You start to fight your husband. Maybe he makes one mistake. You won't let the mistake sleep. One mistake, you won't let it sleep. You talk, uh, you won't finish. One year of talking. Sure. It's like a master's degree. One year. You are doing your honest. You talk. Uh. Why? When he sleeps, you wake him and say, how, how did you fall asleep? When he's eating, you say, how, how, how are you even able to eat after what you have done? Ooh. 
church of God. Know who through your know who through whom your blessing is coming. Know it. Notice it. And keep that relationship. Keep that relationship. Fight for it. Fight for it and keep it. Sometimes things may not work out the way you think they should work out. But what is your aim? That's the question. What is your aim? Are you trying to keep the relationship? You see people are friends. Then an issue comes up. Then because of I am right, you spoil the relationship. But the question, do you want, one day, you see, this guy called Dr. Phil. That guy, Joshua Dawes' brother. One, one day I happened to catch him on TV and he was talking about marriage and problem solving in marriage. And he said something that stayed with me up to today. I close on that one. He said that. When you are solving a problem in a marriage, the question you should ask yourself, and this applies to any relationship, brother, sister, sister, sister. The question you should ask yourself is, do you want to be right or you want to be happy? That's the question you should ask yourself. You can be right and not be happy. Yeah, you, at the end of the day, you are right, but you are not happy. Or you can choose to be happy. That's the question you should ask yourself. Do you want to be right or you want to be happy? Many people, you have an issue with them. They just want to be right instead of being happy. Sometimes just saying sorry at the beginning, everybody will be happy. The issue dies. We all go away. But because you feel you are in the right, you are ironing out the issue to the final and logical conclusion. By the time you finish analyzing the issue, the relationship is fought. Yeah, by the time you finish ironing out the issue, there's no way that, yes, okay, yeah, the person finally says, I'm sorry for what happened. When you all turn away, that's it. It's the end. That's the end of it all. Nobody will talk to anybody again. How many of you have had relationships like that? After the argument, that's it. The relationship just started to die, and it died. Up today, that doesn't exist anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. Meanwhile, you could have decided, I want to be happy. So, I, I want to be happy means you overlook some things. Say, so this human nature, we are all like that. We all behave like this. We all behave like this sometimes. Let's let it go. Let's let it go. That's it. Notice the relationships that bring blessings into your life and keep them. That's how God is providing for you. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. For a minute, I want you to pray for yourself and ask God to open your eyes to the relationships, the connections that he has put in your life to bring you into your place of blessing. Pray wherever you are. Pray, Lord, give me, open my eyes to see, to identify the people you have put in my life to bring a blessing into my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Let us identify the people through whom you have blessed us. Through whom you are blessing us. Maybe it's your shepherd. Maybe it's your center leader. Maybe it's your center leader. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's your mother. Maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's your sister. Keep this relationship with everything that you have. May God open your eyes to see it. Maybe it's your husband. 
Maybe it's your wife. Pray that God will open your eyes to see it. To see. Also pray one more time that God will help us to keep these relationships. Pray for yourself. You know the relationships you have already destroyed. Pray that the ones that are left, you will not destroy them. 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 Help us, Lord. Help us. I need you. You need me. We roll a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. Agree with me. We roll a part of God's body. It is His will. important to me. I need you to survive. Oh yes I do. Oh yes I do. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you. With words With from my words mouth. From my mouth. I love you.
need your neighbor, I tell you. You just don't know who you are standing next to. That's why you are, you are, you are even singing it so casually. Because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Look, yesterday, I was having a chat with a group of people. Now, this group of people, I, have, I met them on the 14th of September. 1989 yesterday was exactly 30 years since we came into each other's lives so yesterday we were celebrating 30 years of our relationship with one another some of us, some of them have passed away most, many, most of them are, just a few have passed most of them are alive today we were counting it it's like we, so they were bringing old pictures from when 30 years I said what 14th September 1989 that's when we walk into each other's lives yeah it's just as you are standing you, you, some of these people look I believe one of them will become president one day it's just a matter give it another 10 years 20 years one of them will become president yeah yeah I know somebody whose roommate in university is the, is the vice president's wife. It's like they were in rooms together and the girl is now married to the vice president who is likely to become president one day. You know, and I'm sure when they were in rooms, she didn't feel, oh, this girl will really become something wild. Now when you have to go and see her, security escort protocol, different types of things. Yeah. Yeah. One of my sister's friends from university came for my consecration. In fact, two of them, they came for my All of them had police escort. All of them. Yeah, when they arrived, you see, the cast of them, policemen with guns. <laughs> then they check everywhere before the person comes into the place. So even as we are taking pictures with them, they are standing there with guns. Guns. Bulletproof cars, all kinds of things. Meanwhile, back in the day, I remember that girl. She used to drive a golf. A golf. Yeah, golf. So, she, she won't become anything. Today, go and see who she is. So, as you are standing, no, see, as you are standing by your neighbor, you don't know who your neighbor will become. Or your neighbor doesn't know who you will become. So, as you are singing to your neighbor, I pray for you. You pray for me. You better take it seriously. You better take it seriously. Seriously, right now, if I say choose a neighbor to pray, you go and start choosing spa and all this type of Joe because they look very powerful. But you'll be surprised that that your small neighbor standing next to you, what that person will become. My god, it would have been good for you if you had made the person your DP from now to for the next thousand years, it would have been good for you. Should have been good for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. You pray for me. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you. Bye.
Father, hold your neighbor's hand, hold each other's hand and lift it up. Let's pray together. Father, thank you that through these connections, you are supplying for us. In the name of Jesus, you are supplying parents, sisters, brothers, friends, providers, everything that counselors, advices, everything that we need in our lives, you are supplying it through these connections. Help us to keep this bond. Anything Satan does to break this bond, we curse it in the name of Jesus. And we say it will not prosper, it will not bear fruit. We give you glory and praise forever and ever. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say your nicest amen. amen. Wow. Clap for the Lord. Clap for the Lord. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You have no idea. My God. Well, you are here. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. This is the most important connection you can have in your life. Being connected to Jesus. The Savior of this world. You are here like that. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. You are here like that. Please lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up. You lift your hand high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you've lifted up your hand, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come, my brother. Come. I'll pray with you. Just come to me. Come, come. Don't be shy. Just come to me, brother. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come. My brother, come to me. I'll pray with you. This is the most important connection you need in your life. I'll pray with you. this prayer with me if you are in front. Pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I confess that you died for me. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you Lord for dying to save me. Amen. Father thank you for all these ones who are surrendering their lives to you. Bless them. Keep them. Set them free. Deliver them from the evil one. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, oh God. Thank you. Set them free, Lord. Set them free, Lord. From everything that is plaguing them, set them free. Freedom. Freedom from the guilt of sin. Freedom from the attacks of the enemy.
freedom from the chains of the evil one. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for them. You see our brother over there and our sister waving over there. They want to give you something quickly and then you'll come back to your seat. All right? Is that fine with you? Please, please go with them. They'll just give you something quickly. Can you help him? Help him. Just help him. Father, complete your work. Yes. Please help him to join the first time as the new believers. Pray. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 83 773 1605. God richly bless you.